Welcome to the Forward with Purpose podcast. Your hosts are Linda Keener Thomas from the National Memorial for the Unborn and Mindy Lefeshore from an even place virtual abortion healing groups and coaching for pro-life ministry workers. We understand the power of addressing the abortion wound, which then allows us to confidently stand in the gap for the next person. We also understand how lonely and heavy this work can be. This podcast is designed to connect you with other leaders doing this work to learn from the vast wealth of knowledge and experience that is out there. God has designed you for greater things. God has commissioned you to a precious and sacred place in abortion recovery ministry work. It is our hope you are encouraged and equipped as you move forward with purpose in your ministry. Snow is supposed to hit. No. Yeah, but we do have some snow, but it's not what there's again yeah the worst is to come supposedly okay okay well i'm assuming i have not looked at my weather app i'm assuming we're in the same weather system because we're kind of you're almost directly north of us and mm-hmm. we're it's of course we're we just all, have rain instead yeah, of snow rainy and, and windy down <laughs> here wind. okay yeah. so that's oh yeah so yeah we'll see we're supposed to get four to eight inches of snow in our Ooh. location so that's a lot of yeah. snow I know that would be major down here. Everything would shut down. Yes. (laughs) Oh no. I was at the post office this morning and I was waiting. The lady was talking to the post office guy while she was doing, he was doing her stuff and he goes, Oh yeah, go out and get your bread and milk. It's going to be a bad one. And I'm like, it's just wind and rain. (laughs) It's not, we are not going to (laughs) die. But they do. That makes me laugh. But you guys, I mean, it's different down by you guys. So anyway, it is funny to have um, people even farther north than you move down here, and they're like, "What is wrong with these people?" (laughs) (laughs) So I was, I was laughing because I saw a meme. It says, um, "Until we learn how to drive in the sun, let's not try to drive in the snow." I saw that one. That's hilarious. Yes. 100%. 100%. So funny. <laughs> but you know, I will say when I learned how to drive, I lived in Denver and, you know, uh, we had to learn how to drive. We had to take driving classes during the school year. And so it was snowy, you know, it was all the stuff. And I have been away from it for so long that I will say that even though I can laugh at the mentality I don't mm-hmm. want to drive in it either. I'm not yeah. sure that I'm a good snow driver anymore, you know? So <laughs> yeah. I will, I will be in, in all fairness, say that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. I know. My husband's like, so you, you canceled your stuff off your day. And I'm like, well, I did actually, <laughs> you know, one, I don't like the cold anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to stay in my cozy little house today and that's yeah. what I'm going to do. So yeah. Yeah. And if you can do it, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, yeah. well, do you have any questions for us before we get started? I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. Yeah. We're, okay. yeah, it was good. Good questions. I'm excited to answer these questions. So good. It'll be good. Maybe yeah. is the queen of good questions. She uh, does a great <laughs> job. <laughs> I love it. Well, so um, good. let's go ahead and open up in prayer. Linda, would you mind okay. giving a prayer for us? I'd love to. Okay. God, thank you. Thank you for um, choosing us (laughs) as as broken and and weak as we are, Lord, to shine your light through our cracks. (laughs) And thank you that you will get the glory. And that's what we ask for today. Um, 
I just thank you so much for Serena and what you've done in her life. Thank you for her coming back and talking to us again, Lord. And we just dedicate these times, um, dedicate this conversation. And uh, you know exactly who's going to listen to it. And we just ask that you be glorified in it, that you further your kingdom through it, Lord, and that um, it would encourage the right people at the right time, Lord, and that the fruit would be eternal as you um, draw people to you and heal people um, and equip people to be your hands and feet. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, this is actually our second episode of the year, but I have to be very honest and transparent. We had Sarah Hamilton on last week. Linda and I had a great conversation with her about workshops that you can do after your abortion recovery group is over and then somehow the file got deleted. Mm -hmm. I do not know what happened because I don't know what I did differently from any time before, but I was so sad about that. So she's going to come back on in May and we're going to re-record that session mm -hmm. and uh, talk about some other things too, because she had some other things that we wanted to talk to her about. We didn't have time for in that session, but today Serena Dykeson from She Found His Grace has returned to us. And we're going to talk a little bit more about some things that she does um, in her organization and her group just to help, I don't know, hopefully equip us um, to be better at what we're doing. So hello, Serena. How are you? Hello. Thank you for having me back. Yeah. So fun. <laughs> yeah. So we, we are glad to have you. And I got to see you on that other Zoom call the other day. We didn't get to talk, but I saw you. I know. I, like, oh. I, know. I saw you too. I was like, oh, there she is. Yeah. <laughs> so fun. Um. Well, I just want you, because you've shared your story in length in the previous mm -hmm. episode. So if you could just give us sort of an elevator version of your story and how she found his grace got started. Yes. Yeah, so um, I was sexually assaulted at 13 and I was taken for an abortion and that abortion wound ended up following me through my married life. I almost lost everything and really had an encounter with God. Uh, and he saw me as a broken, um, high drunk post-abortive woman and lavished me in a love that I'll never forget. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I knew that I needed to go home and so ended up going home and I began my healing journey. And, um, you know, I first, uh, healed from my um, sexual assault, but never talked about my abortion. Cause I thought if anybody knows that part of my story, they'll cast me out. And, you know, cause we had served in church and we, you know, we were leaders in our community and um, what ended up happening was um, a sweet sister asked me if I had ever been uh, through abortion recovery, I had never heard of it. I, I rolled her because I had had a touch of Jesus and I thought I was good. Um, and Holy Spirit just really met me and said, how do you expect to help others if you're not willing to go there yourself? And I was like, okay, that's a valid point. And, you know, we don't know what we don't know. And I went through healing and what I didn't anticipate was God was going to launch a ministry that we never had on our radar and, um, you know, just a deep discipleship. And um, so that's how we got started. Um, and we are just walking alongside uh, men and women that have been hurt by abortion, um, discipling, and also just rising up leaders. And so it's mm -hmm. really fun to see what God's doing. Yeah. And you guys are busy, busy. <laughs> 
yes. I would love to sit down and talk to you about how you're managing your time. Some of these, one of these days, maybe we'll have you come back on, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. but you know, I want to talk just one minute about the sexual assault and the abortion piece mm -hmm. on was, were those linked? Were you, did yes. you get pregnant mm -hmm. out of the, okay. And, um, and forgive me because it's been several months and when the year rolled over, so did my brain. And so I can't remember what we talked about last time, but, yeah. um, I, I want to just talk about that because you mentioned you healed from your sexual assault, but you wouldn't tell anybody about your abortion. And I just by context, the reason I want to bring this up is there was a time when I was raped in my life. I did not get pregnant out of it, but um, it threw me for a loop and it, I just, it consumed me, the vulnerability and the, just the attack, not the attack part of it, but just how I felt later on, I went to have an abortion. Um, two or three times from different, you know, pregnancy, different uh, situations. And I will, I tell people that it took me a whole lot longer to get over my abortion than it ever did the rape. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so I want to, I want you to just speak into that a little bit because we know the argument out there that well, what about women that are raped? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So I always say that I couldn't help what someone did to me. Um, mm. But knowing that I was part of ending uh, someone's life that is a heavy weight to bear. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, that was, you know, for my particular story, I was 13 and I didn't, I didn't know what abortion was. Um, and at 16, I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, because that's, that was always my, um, you know, I, I always dreamed of being a mom, you know, and, but the, I think with an abortion, like there's just the shame and guilt of like, man, I was part of ending another person's life. And that is a, that's just weighty. That is weighty. Um, and so I always tell people that I always, the, the, um, abortion was way worse than the rape. Um, and mm -hmm. it's just because you carry that abortion in secret mm -hmm. and you try to process it alone and the enemy beats you up pretty hard. Um, you know, and, yeah. and so it was just really, um, I try to tell people that it never solved my trauma. Right. You know, I'm coming at it, Serena, from someone that did not experience the sexual abuse section of it. And I'm just curious, do the two overlap? Is there some overlap in dealing with one and the other? You know, forgiveness is a huge part of it. Mm. <laughs> Um, forgiveness, you know, because like, I think for me, a big part that freed my heart was, um, I was angry. I was really mad at my abuser. It, I'm going to be honest, it consumed me for a season. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was like getting poked over and over again. And then you have the sadness of a, a child, you know, and you're reminded mm -hmm. of, that and you don't talk about that. Um, and I just really remember being one day in my living room. And the Lord just met me in Lamentations 358. And it talks about how um, God, God saw me in, my, in the pit and he saved my life and he redeemed my life. And, and I heard Holy Spirit just really like speak to my heart about, would you get out of the way and let me do what I'm going to do? Because I was drinking this poison of unforgiveness mm -hmm. 
And I was hoping that the other people were going to, you know, like suffer the consequences, but it was me Mm -hmm. that was actually suffering. Mm -hmm. And that day I had to make a choice to forgive. And when I say I forgive, I know some people are just like, "Uh uh-uh, you know, but we have Mm -hmm. to understand that doesn't mean that I just welcome the abuser back in my life. And that person has free reign and all of that. It just means that, you know what? No, like you know, I'm going to forgive you and I'm going to move on with my life. And, and then also through that, you know, the forgiveness, man, Jesus forgave me. There's many times. I mean, the word is clear about, we all fall short of the glory of the Lord and I'm a hot mess express. And there is times where I have to say, God, I need, I need you to forgive me. So you know, so forgiveness is a huge piece. It, it was a very so that, freeing. That, of course, is a major point of both of them. Mm-hmm. Is I know God does it for everybody in, in their own unique way. He has a healing path. But yeah. in general, would one issue need to be before the other? Or what should be the sequence there? Oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, in my in my story, I went through the the um, healing of my sexual abuse first. And that was the order that I went in. And, um, and then, you know, the abortion moon came later and I always say healing is like an onion, you know, you're Mm -hmm. always unpeeling. And I think having a heart posture where you're just like, okay, God, I'm going to keep healing because there's always going to be something. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I, you know, don't want to ever, um, get to a place where I think I've arrived because that is not the case, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with healing. Like, why wouldn't we want to be whole in what the Lord has to offer us? So it's, I love how you say there's nothing wrong with healing. And yet so many of us come into this with, gosh, I don't need to be healed. And we have this Mm -hmm. pride and this resistance. And yet once we go through it, we're like, wow, what was I resisting? You know, (laughs) why was I resisting something so sweet? And just back to the point of healing from the sexual assault first, um, gosh, I, we're going a completely different direction today, but I think this is so um, important. Um, I, when I was raped, it was all consuming to me too. Mm-hmm. The circumstances yeah. um, were that I was, I was drunk, I was passed out and I woke up to somebody raping me. Mm-hmm. And um, the shame of that, because I already had a reputation that split a bunch of our friends, you know, people, some people said I, you know, brought it on. Other people said, you know, that you don't bring on rape. Anyway, it was just a mess. And I carried that way. I just wanted him to feel the violation and the humility that I felt, the exposure that I felt, the trauma that I felt. I couldn't put all of that into words, but I knew inside I was so angry and I was so consumed with this, Mm -hmm. but God healed me of that first too. Mm -hmm. So before I got saved, it was probably about six months before I got saved. I was watching a show on TV about date rape. I never heard that word before, but at that time, the word rape and the word abortion kind of were synonymous in my life. And the fact that I couldn't say either of them. And mm-hmm. by the time I watched this show, I'd had three abortions. So I, it was rape. The as the first thing that happened to me that was very, very traumatic. And then the three abortions. And then I watched the show and they had a, they had a hotline online said, or on there on the TV show, it said, if you want to get help, call this line. And so I did, I grabbed my phone that was still coiled to the wall, you know, and I pulled it as far away from anybody hearing as I could. And I, called the number and I'm on the phone and 
when they said hello, whatever they said, I said, I've been raped. Mm. And they said, okay, I got to put you on hold. Mm. Don't ask me what? why that happened. I no, That's what everybody says because why, why in the world would they do that? But they put me on hold. They did. But in that moment, because that I didn't know God yet. I wasn't going to know the Lord for a few more months. But in that moment, though, I felt a weight physically lift off my shoulders. I've never had that hmm. happen before, but this physical weight just lift. I'd been years. I was carrying this and all of a sudden I get, I forgave him. I did not know what forgiveness really was. Mm-hmm. I didn't, cause I didn't know Christ yet, but I sat there in that silence with all this happening. And I finally just was like, I think I can hang the phone up, you know, I hung the phone up. And, and then a few months later I got saved and it wasn't for years that I really began to understand what God did, what God really did in my life. Mm-hmm. But it was, it took me years then and still peeling off layers for that yeah. abortion experience because our abortion, as we talked about in the last episode that I lost the recording to, we were talking about an article that's out there that was just sent to me and how, when we get pregnant, um, our DNA changes. And so when that baby, that baby changes us physically. And so when we end that child's life, we're actually ending a part of ours. We're, mm-hmm. we're hurting us physically, not just emotionally. And, um, mm-hmm. And so our children stay with us forever. Yeah. 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 I, you know, yeah, that's good. That's good. And I hadn't, it, it makes so much sense when you just say it out loud. Right. So yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. And I don't know what it is that forgiveness piece though. Like, I think maybe we have to forgive so that we learn how to fully receive that forgiveness. And oh, that's, um, yeah, I think yeah, so. I think so. And yeah, because it's just one of those things of like, yeah, in that moment, just wanting that justice. I think it, I don't know if you were there, but just, yep. I wanted justice and, mm-hmm. and they deserved, that's mm-hmm. what they deserved, you mm-hmm. know? And it was like ugly. I, mm-hmm. I remember, and I've never shared this publicly ever. So this is a new thing. I remember being like, man, I hate that person so much that if I spent the rest of my life in jail, I would be fine with that. Like, that's how much hate I had in my heart. Wow. Praise the Lord that the Lord intervened in that because that's a miserable place to be. It is. Where you're so consumed by that. Yes. Like, so consumed. Um, I mean, talk about freedom and, and, you know. And God just, I mean, he gave me different eyes to see this person as a lost, broken person. Yep. Man, that changes the compassion factor. It does. This person's headed to a place that, man, that's a, no, that's really bad. And so it changes how you see people and how you start praying for people. Yes. But man, that root, that root of bitterness, you have to pluck it out and get, get rid of it. So. Yeah. And you know, we aren't free until we have forgiveness. And that's how we know we're healed is when we have that complete forgiveness that we know that if we saw that person today, there might be a trigger. I mean, I'm not going to say that there won't be because we have this humanity and we're built in this way, you know, but Mm -hmm. we can, we would have the tools and the strength by Jesus Christ to look at with compassion and say, I love you. Think of Corey Tim Boom when she was in the concentration camp. And then later after she was freed, in California, I think she was, she was in a church yes. speaking and one of the guards happened to be there that was so brutal. Mm-hmm. And he came up and asked for her forgiveness. And imi- initially she had a trigger 
but she, she responded with absolutely. I'll forgive you. So I just, yeah. And I guess as leaders, this brings up how much when we're doing abortion recovery groups, you know, we are going to have women that have been through Mm -hmm. uh, abuse in their lives. And how far do we go in applying the scriptures on forgiveness to that issue while we're still trying to deal with the abortion issue? I don't know. Serena, do you have any input on that? Yeah. So I'm glad you you said that. So uh, there has been times where as we're walking and we do see that there is that wall of they have that abuse part. And so for us, then we refer them to um, getting healing for their sexual assault because we, you know, it's like, okay, that's the thing that's going to keep you from going further in your healing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we do, we do that, um, refer them out um, for that healing. So, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. And I take them, I'll just kind of dig into that a little bit. Um, not necessarily the assault part of it, because I don't, I don't want to get too far into their trauma for myself, Mm -hmm. but we'll dig into the, you know, what keeps you from forgiveness, Mm -hmm. you know, and the whole thing, you said it earlier, you said, I was just drinking a bunch of poison and expecting him to get hurt. And that's the reality when we're holding on to forgiveness is we are the only ones hurt by unforgiveness. They hurt us, but when we are not forgiving, we give them permission to continue to hurt us. That's it. Because we're holding on to it. So if we can, if we can let them go and say, God, I actually trust you enough that you'll Mm -hmm. deal with this person and you'll, you'll exact vengeance or punishment or salvation, whatever you're going to do, but I'm no longer going to think that I'm the one that holds that over them because it's, it's not hurting them. They have no idea that I'm sitting here consumed by these things. No, right? they, they live rent free in our heads. Oh, they know? do. Yes. they do. And it and keeps like... us from growing and living out our purpose. It keeps mm-hmm. us from <clears throat> maturing in Christ. Amen. That's it. Yeah. That's so it. That's I think it. having those conversations are very important and, um, you know, very intentional and um, impactful for the, mm-hmm. for the person. And then just helping them to understand, you know, what does forgiveness mean? Does it, is it, is it enough what Christ did on the cross? Right. Right. I, I think also it moves us out of, yes, yeah, someone did something to us, but also out of, um, you know, our identity is not our trauma. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we find our identity in our trauma. Mm-hmm. And what does that do? That leads to victim mentality. And the Bible yes. doesn't say that we're, you know, like we're overcomers, you know, and, and uh, right. And so it's like, right. okay, all right. If we can walk in the truth of that. And I think there's really this thing in society of like, oh, you know what? We're going to stay here in this place. So they did this, 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 and this. And it's like, no, man, does that mess you up in your, in your walk too? It's a very limited um, belief system that we have to, to work through, to navigate through that, to get freedom. It is because it becomes the filter with which we look at everybody else, you know? And um, yeah. Yeah. That's a great conversation. Um, but you know, I don't want to overlook the fact that we have just a few minutes left. And yeah. so I'd really like, I'm, we're going to save some of these questions, Serena, and maybe we'll get you back on in the summer or something. Um, yeah, let's do it. You just started a new hotline mm-hmm. yeah. and, I, and it's for abortion recovery, correct? Or is it for anything? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's for abortion recovery. And so we do have men and women that reach out to us that are in, 
um, you know, whether they've just taken the abortion pill for the ladies or it's a guy that his his girlfriend or wife has just taken the pill, whatever that is, they will reach out and they're in crisis. And so we just help meet them in their crisis. Um, now, we do have some um, abortion minded women that have found it. And so then we get to have conversations with them as well. So we are seeing good conversations and they change their minds when, when we talk with them, but yeah, we just, it's been, it's been really good because a lot of people just want to text and they're feel very comfortable with texting rather than getting on a phone call or going into a building. So is it phone and text? They can call us. So the first initial contact for the hotline is that they would text us. And then depending on, dependent on if they are abortion wounded or if they are considering abortion, it'll depend on which staff member it goes to. And then they get on a phone call and they take the next steps of what that looks like. And so whether that's, you know, assessing, well, they're not quite ready for um, you know, to go through healing, but we can get them in community or we can get them, um, you know, whatever that looks like, or yeah, they're ready. They're ready. So, you know what, the next step is going to, to get a, um, uh, intake form to them and have an intake conversation. And, and then, you know, there, we funnel them in that direction and then get them ready for class. And, and we have systems in place for that. So, yeah. Okay. So how are you're... you connecting with them? I'm sorry, Mindy. How okay, are you connecting? Where are you, how are you getting to them? How? Okay. So, um, yeah, so we use a lot of our social media. Um, a lot of people will hand out our cards. Um, and so like people all over the country hand out our literature and marketing and, and that's really where, um, they've found us word of mouth and, um, yeah. And it's just been beautiful. Uh, just all over the place. And it's like, look at God go. Yeah, no kidding. So your hotline, is it just for basically your organization? Once they come to you, are you only referring them there? You know, you're referring them into your organization or are you planning on referring them to other organizations that could help too? Yeah. So what, so currently it's, we've kept it in house. That's where we've been. Um, now, if it's something where we know we can't get her in soon enough or if she's ready, you know, we'll work with other organizations that we that we have a relationship with. But yeah, it just really depends on where she's at. And and you know, she's like, hey, I'm I'm willing to wait and get into your next class. So we do that. But yeah, so that's how we kind of handle that. And um our community that we have is really um anybody in that community. So um, and I think there's beauty in that, you know, the unity of a bunch of wounded warriors together, working together in leadership and like, how do we get them where they need to be? Um, because we just want to do that. Is it 24 seven? Um, so we don't, we don't have 24 seven. We're building up to that, um, that we have some trainings happening. And so hopefully we'll be able to get to that, but we answer them pretty quick um, in the mornings. If we get something at, you know, three o'clock in the morning, you know, we're going to make sure that we get to them pretty quick the next, the next morning. And they're pretty good about responding back to us. So that's great. And what's the name of your hotline? (laughs) 
Good, good question. No, we just, we just put the helpline. That's all okay. we have it as. Good yeah. question. Yeah. We're just like helpline and we have the phone number. That's what we got have. it. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. is this a number that you would like pregnancy centers or other abortion recovery organizations to utilize and how yeah. would that benefit them to help? To yeah, have this? for sure. Yeah, for sure. If, um, you know, yeah, they're, they're happy to if they um, use that number, you know, we're going to funnel because we always ask, like, how did you hear about us? You know, and if they're saying, you know, another organization, obviously we want to get them to that organization. So, yeah, because we're going to find out. So, okay. yeah, if they want to utilize that and and just kind of have someone meet them in the crisis, we're happy to to um, meet that need for them, um, you know, okay. because there's just some nights it's it's three o'clock in the morning and they've been thinking for a little bit mm -hmm. and they just need a little, they just need someone to just text them. They yeah. love texting. That's what I've found. <laughs> yes. Well, what is your hotline number or helpline number? Yep. The helpline number that is 574-400-5272. Okay. All right. Mark that down, everybody. Yeah. Well, we are actually at the end of our time. And Serena, if you are willing and would like to come back, we would love to have you come back um, later on in the year and just talk about these other things that were really good conversations, to, uh, topics we were going to discuss that we didn't get to because we kind of went the way of, um, well, um, spontaneity, I guess, you know, That's just right. letting the conversation go. Um, but I think it was a good conversation. So For sure. um, we always enjoy having you. And for all the listeners, um, you can uh, find us on almost any of the podcast stations that are out there. Um, I don't know about the minor ones, but all the major ones for sure. And um, like us, subscribe to us, um, let us know, contact us. My information, Mindy at anevenplace.com will be in the show notes as well. I would love to hear from you what you want to hear about. What are the topics that's most um, challenging to you or maybe that are um, that you have overcome and you want to share with others? Um, we would love to have you on. So thanks Good. for being here. Yeah, Thank, thank you, you, Serena. Yeah, thank you guys. <laughs>